Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, as long as you're 21 or older, Michael Hill, Jason Holder, proudly bring to you the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. And if you're not done with that, go listen to something else. Welcome back to another week of the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. Uh, it's just another week in wrestling, so this week I brought Bacardi for us to drink. No, I actually did bring the monkey shoulder this week. I'm excited to give it a try. I've never had it before, as far as I can remember. And it looks really good. It, see, uh, see, Michael has a wedding coming up very soon. Mm-hmm. If he would have brought the monkey shoulder this week, I was just going to be like, it's cool, man. No problem. And then at the wedding, I was going to set everything on fire. So They would have been very mad about that at the <laughs> venue. <laughs> All right, so we got 43% alcohol by volume in Monkey Shoulder. And, yeah, it is a blended malt scotch whiskey. This is batch 27. So Smells like scotch. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that's probably a good I thing, don't, right? I don't really know what else to say about scotch. This is pretty much a straight scotch, so. Yeah, hey, cheers, right? Cheers. Oh yeah, tasty. Mm-hmm. It's there's there's next to no burn to it. Yeah, there's almost no burn going down. It has that that lovely smoky scotch finish. Um, has a very vanilla note. I guess yeah, is the best kind way of I can maybe a, it, a fruit. Kind of a, there's almost like a fruit note there, but it's, it's not a, quite it's got a sweet something there. Yeah, maybe like pine, a little bit of I don't know. No, I'm, I'm, well, I'm I'm not getting that. that yeah. You aren't right, but because uh, let's be real here, right? When when anybody talks about tasting notes with any kind of alcohol, it's how their brain I interprets say, it. When I say, "Oh, it has a vanilla note," that doesn't mean it tastes like vanilla. It means my brain goes, "Huh, that kind of reminds me of vanilla." You know, yeah. Unless it's a unless it's like a flavored liquor, and you go, "Wow, that tastes like chocolate." <laughs> Yeah, it's supposed to. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) No, this, I don't know, this has something woody or, well, it's got, there's there's something there. There, there, It has that campfire smoke that all scotches do, and I think, like, that's where I'm pulling that from. Maybe. Um, I like it. Don't don't get me wrong. I really like this, and mixing this into something is, I would think, would be amazing. It's quite a good one. Um, when I had it, I had it chilled. Okay. Uh, not with ice, mm-hmm. but just chilled. And I really liked it that way. Yeah. So, hooray, we finally got the monkey shoulder done. We got the monkey shoulder. It only took us three weeks. <laughs> and I think going forward for a little while, we're probably going to be... Was, this was part of your plan, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Like, yeah. like the monkey shoulder thing, because we talked about revolution and the fact that everything was built a month ago. So you were yeah. just, you were doing long-term booking with the, the monkey shoulder. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think going forward, because I have no more room in my liquor cabinet. <laughs> we're just going to be doing and, some repeats. And I, I, I need to, uh, I need to clean out some, some of the stuff. We're probably going to be doing some side-by-sides. Hey, that works. Uh, maybe some cocktails. Let's mix them all together. <laughs> what we have today is a 10-cup monkey shoulder. 
Uh, dimple pinch. There you go. <laughs> Make that dimple pinch actually taste good. Hide it behind <laughs> something that tastes good. No, I, I think, you know, we'll, we'll do some side-by-sides. We'll do some cocktails. Yeah. Just, sounds, you know. Hey, sounds good to me. So, yeah. Uh, anything we need to talk about before we jump into wrestling this week? Um, Two things, just real fast. One, the internet wrestling community went very hard on Wheeler Yuta uh, over the week. There was a thing put out where... Somebody had a picture of him, you know, covered in blood. Yeah. And their response was, this reminded me of, their their comment was, this reminded me of Stone Cold. What do you think he would say if he saw this? Um, Kevin Nash responded, uh, he didn't see it. <laughs> and Undertaker responded to that with huge pop. So, you got a couple of, <clears throat> the way that's being read is you have two of these old wrestlers, these, you know, old school at this point washed up. Legends or not, at this yeah. point they are washed up. <clears throat> kind of shitting on a, a new wrestler um, and on AEW as a whole. Somebody made a comment back to Kevin Nash uh, on Nash's response. It said, you know, don't worry, he didn't watch it. Their response back to him was, yeah, neither did your son. I think that maybe stepped over a line. That that very by, much by stepped a over bit. a line. Um, There's but, no maybe about that. That stepped over a line. The man just lost his son right. a few months ago. I I feel like we're at this point in wrestling, though, where the newer guys, and when I say newer, I mean probably the last 10 years, roughly, they have gotten smarter with their money they've gotten smarter mm-hmm. about the business there have been there have been more opportunities when you start talking about Sorry. new japan and you start talking about tna and you talk about our impact you know you talk about aew now coming along uh, wrestling has has re-entered kind of the mainstream a mm-hmm. bit kind of like it was way back in the 80s yeah um so there are these options that wrestlers never didn't have when Undertaker was in his prime, when Nash was in his prime. You know, there there were options. There were options, obviously. It was WWE or WCW, or you could work indie shows and, and not make money. Yeah. It's not like yeah. that anymore. Right? So, you know, you, you we've heard comments like Punk was talking about how no one in the back wanted to listen to him. You know, we we've heard several of the the old school guys, right? Mm-hmm. Talking about how no one listened to them, uh, they didn't respect them. Why should they? Why should they respect the old guy? What the old guys want is somebody to carry their bags because they had to do it for the people before them, and they had to do it for the people before them. Okay, carry your own damn bags. Yeah. Big deal, right? All of them have rolling bags now. Yeah. You, like, you watch watch any of the backstage stuff, any of it. Yeah, it you know, I'd use that and, as just an example, right? But but no, no, I'm just saying, like, the old guys are like, oh, you carry your bag in. And all of these guys put it in rolling bags and yeah, walk in because life's got to be easy for them. Mm-hmm. So there is definitely this shift in wrestling from that, it's this, you know, this secretive, hidden, 
you have to you have to honor the elders type garbage to a more hey man this is a business yeah. you know I'm a wrestler I could have been an actor I could have been a you know uh, whatever right yep but I chose to do wrestling um and I think the the old guys really are kind of I think part of them are jealous in that well, sense of there's definitely some jealousy you know, in there you're seeing like the bucks making very good money and not having to be beat to death as the the new kid, not having their bag shit in, not having to, you know, doing all that kind of garbage, right? Yeah. So I think there's some big jealousy there. Uh, I could see that. That's coming out. At the end of the day, it is what it is. I did want to mention that. Uh, the other thing, internet wrestling-wise, Lacey Evans is apparently in hot water again. Uh, she re she posted a thing on her Instagram story yeah. about how to get over depression and anxiety, and two of the things on there were make more money and mind your own business. Uh, so she's kind of catching a lot of hell for the fact of, oh, yeah, sure, that's a way to get rid of a clinical, you know, Discuss, you know, description that requires medication and mental health and therapy and things of that nature. Uh, just make more money, Michael. Michael, all these problems that you're having, buddy. Yeah. Just make more money. That's it. That's all just I got to do. Just make more money. Oh. So, how do I make more money? You I'm, make more money. I, I make more money. Okay. Okay. So let me see. I'm working forty hours a week here. Um, another forty doing that, this you're, kind you're of doing, stuff. You're doing we too much work there, Michael. Oh, oh. Just make more money. Oh, make more. Uh, yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, it's simple. It was on an Instagram story uh-huh. by Lacey Evans. Just make more money. Just make more money. Okay. So, you know this is this is coming from her. Uh, you know this is not her first dip into controversy with what she's posted. I mean. She she posted okay. stuff talking about the vaccines. She's talked about the fact that autism and ADD never existed before the late nineties. Okay, uh, so Lacey so, is a Southern military veteran. Yeah, she has conservative values, of course, which tend to go hand in hand and we're not going to go too far down this this political but they tend to go hand in hand with a lot of those views at least now they do especially yeah. nowadays uh, it, i'm not surprised at all that she would tweet something like that or, oh, or share even. an instagram story or whatever and that's the thing though like right like i'm not surprised that she tweeted something i'm not surprised that she would even say something like that that part doesn't shock me the part that continues to shock me time in and time out with anybody, not just wrestlers, media figures, public figures, all that stuff, is the fact that they tweet, they post, they put all this stuff out there, and then when the backlash hits them, they're like, what do you mean? Guys. Come on. You can't say things like that. You can't do... You can feel that. I, I will... I will turn a phrase, right? Because this, this seems to always get stuck on the, the other side of the spectrum a lot. Stick to X. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear about your politics. Stick to basketball. Lacey, stick to being a shitty wrestler. There, there we go. go. 
So I guess we can talk about the actual wrestling now that we got those two things out of the way. Well, I I do want to mention one more thing. Superstar Billy Graham is not doing very well. Yeah. He's been on the downhill slide for a long time now. Mm -hmm. I saw a post this week where it claimed that both he and his wife have COVID. Oh, wow. So, of course, now that means that she can't get, you know, spend any time with him. Right. Uh, Bad takes of his aside, mm-hmm. we we don't wish anybody here ill. No. Um, so we, we hope that he finds the strength to recover from this. And, Except and that, for Austin Theory. Well. I wish him <laughs> ill. Anyway. I, I wasn't going to go there. But, <laughs> you know, like, we don't want to see anybody die. We don't want to yeah. see anybody suffer. So we, we hope that he gets the strength to recover. Yes. And, uh, you know, gets back to living his life. Hopefully uh, so. Uh, let's talk wrestling. Yeah. Let me pull back up to the right place. Uh, revolutions tonight. It is. We're recording this Sunday morning, so we're, pro- we're, we're trying to get together. We're going to try to watch it all together, see what we got. Uh, <laughs> everybody seems to, to say, eh, maybe can make it, but we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I, I put it out there that I can make it, so... We'll we'll see At least if that, we'll be watching it. Yeah, if if that maybe gets the whole group together and you know, go from there. All right. So what happened on Monday Night Raw? We have Jimmy Uso and Solo Sokoa defeating the Street Profits via pinfall. This continues uh, Montez's showing as a star. Mm-hmm. That's that's the big thing out of this. Of course, the the Usos or the Bloodline gets the win. I didn't really expect anything else out of this match, but the Montez was the star of this. It match. would have been nice to have seen the Street Profits win here, because since Jimmy and Solo aren't the tag team champions, yeah, it would have been nice to see a win here just to to drive another wedge. Uh, in that, the whole Jay not being here, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, it would have been nice, but I don't know that. That's not the story they're going for. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we have Brock Lesnar accepting MVP's challenge to face almost at WrestleMania. Yeah. This, uh, this has been rumored that this was a Vince McMahon decision. Well, uh, it's definitely rumored that Brock said no to Bray Wyatt. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Apparently, the original was Brock versus Bray, and Brock said, not a chance. Yeah. And called, uh, called Papa Vince. And whether that happened or not, we have no no conf- you know it's not confirmed. Uh, I'm not looking forward to this match at all. No, like there, there's even nothing slightly. even slightly intriguing about this match. That being said, this segment was actually pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brock came out first to the MVP lounge. Uh, MVP didn't want to get in the ring with with Brock. Finally gets in the ring. They have their discussion. Brock accepts. And Brock offers him a flask. MVP's like, no, I'm going to drink the champagne. And Brock says, no, you're going to drink the flask. MVP takes takes a big sip and then spits it all in Brock's face. Because it was... uh, White lightning. Thank you. I I had I knew it was moonshine, but I didn't, yeah. couldn't get there. Yeah, it was white lightning. And so he spits it all over Brock's face. He starts trying to dry Brock. Brock tells him, don't touch me. Takes his, uh, his handkerchief. handkerchief and wipes his face. Stuffs it back in MVP's pocket. 
and then F5's MVP because we all knew that's what that's was going right. to happen. That was going to happen. But I actually did enjoy how we got there. It wasn't just, and he F5's him. No. Right. Uh, we get Cody Rhodes defeating Chad Gable by a pinfall, uh, teasing some um, some disharmony in uh, Chad Gable and Otis. Otis. Um, as Otis was Otis. staring off in the crowd talking about pretty women. There, there was a spot in this match where Otis is staring off into the crowd. Cody's on the outside, and Cody walks up behind Otis and puts his arm around his shoulder. Yeah. And Otis is, I think I see her out there, and Cody's like, yeah, she's definitely right over that way. And Otis is like, yeah, yeah, I can see her. I, I, I know that's pretty. her. She's so pretty. And Cody's like, yeah, you should go talk to her. And then Otis turns around and goes, what are you doing here? <laughs> it was great. I actually loved every bit of that. They need to put more shine on Otis because he's consistently good when they let him be his goofy self. Yes, that is. Yes. <laughs> like, uh, we have a backstage promo from Judgment Day. We have uh, Asuka defeating Carmella via submission. We have Candice LeRae defeating Piper Niven via pinfall. With Nikki Cross's help. Yeah. We get uh, Seth Rollins appearing on Ms. TV. And this led to the most awkward pre-recorded thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Because Seth eventually beats down the Miz, takes Miz's phone and FaceTimes um, Logan, Paul. Logan Paul. And you could tell that they had pre-recorded this phone call between them. But Seth was doing his part live in the ring. But they had a camera angle over his shoulder so you could see Logan on the phone. But there was no camera in the ring. Yeah. And I'm just sitting there. I'm like, at least put a cameraman in the ring. Like, yes, you want to pre-record this because you don't want to have any issues. Mm-hmm. But put a cameraman in the ring. It's not hard. <laughs> oh, Bobby Lashley defeats Elias by submission and then uh, gets a video of Bray Wyatt doing the muscle man dance with shots of Lashley doing his entrance and stuff. Uh, And of course, Bray says you should run. So we're going to get Bobby Lashley versus Bray Wyatt. Could be interesting. Could be. Uh, We get Johnny Gargano defeating Otis via pinfall. Yeah, this was set up after the the match or this was set up when Otis was like backstage talking to Maxine mm-hmm. Dupree about joining maximum male models. <laughs> so it would actually make maximum male models worth watching for me. I think the fact that, uh, Mansois and Marseille had bedazzled little rhinestone jewels all over their face. It cracked me up. I saw that on YouTube. Mm. It was I, I not had to laugh. It was not on Hulu. <laughs> yeah, on on YouTube on, during this little backstage segment where the the match got set up, like Mansois had a had a soul patch made out of rhinestones, oh, and Massey's eyebrows were rhinestones. I, I I laughed. I lolled. Is Mansois going to be able to go back to Saudi Arabia after this? I, 
Does he want to? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) We then have our main event for the night, which was the uh, Women's Tag Team Championship match. Becky Lynch and Lita challenging damage control. This was overall a decent match. Uh, Lita has lost a step or two. She's gotten older. She's gotten older. She has not been a full-time wrestler for, what, more than 10 years now. Mm -hmm. I don't fault her at all for that. Mm. She's still more athletic than I am. Oh, And, you know, speaking of that make more money thing, she's made Mm. more money than I probably ever will. Yep. But it was a decent match. The end of the match comes after Bailey starts to get involved. You hear a laugh, and out comes Trish Stratus. But she's been teased, like, two or three times on shows, Mm -hmm. and they ended up either pushing it or changing it. So her Trish's music hits. She comes running down. She lays out Bailey not once but twice Mm -hmm. uh, over the course because it didn't just come with her running down, taking out Bailey, and then the good guys getting the win. The match continued for a good five minutes. And, yeah, your new... Raw women's tag team champions. I guess they're just the women's tag team champions. Yeah. Becky Lynch and Lita. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with it. It's going to, this is leading to the story of Becky, Trish, and Lita versus Bailey, Damage Damage Control Control at Mania. And I am okay with that match. Which is apparently, there was apparently an internal rumor that it was going to end up being uh, Shayna and Ronda. That we're going to go for the tag titles, but that got decided against because honestly, I would rather see Lita and Trish in the ring, even with as many steps as they've lost the whole thing over. I would have Ronda anywhere near a ring. I would have to actually look at numbers, but I would bet money on the fact that Ronda is not the draw that she's not a draw. She's not as big of a draw as she was two years ago. Well, she, three I'm years sure ago. she's not. They they kind of screwed her up a bit. Yeah. Then she let the fan reaction get all up in her feelings. She and has a tendency to do that. And she's not progressing at all as a as a as a wrestler. Period. So. So yeah, uh, I don't think Ronda sticks around very long. I don't either, honestly. I, I think that now that Vince is gone, Ronda's days are numbered. Once her contract's up, yeah, they might keep me. her around as a special attraction every once in a while. Do but a even then, type thing. Even then, I, I don't see Ronda being a, a star in WWE very much longer. Yeah, I don't either. So, we move over to, to Dynamite, right? We kick off with... An All-Atlantic Championship match of Orange Cassidy versus Big Bill. God, that name. I hate that. Orange Cassidy wins. And you know what's sad? Big Bill is just bad. Yeah. But we had bought into him 100% as Big Cass. Yeah. But. Yep. Um, We then had the Face of the Revolution ladder match. Which was Takeshita, Ote, or, uh, Ortiz, Grand Metalik, Action Andretti, Sammy Guevara, Willie Hobbs, A.R. Fox, and uh, Eddie Kingston. 
like two minutes after this match start, or actually even before the match really started, Eddie Kingston and Ortiz fight to the back. Hobbs ends up winning after almost everybody else in this match nearly killed someone. Um, and not just themselves. Like, they, they nearly killed themselves. Yeah. But they also nearly killed their opponents. Like, we'll, we'll talk about this a little more, I think, when we get into, yeah. into the talk. But Hobbs wins. The ending sucked. Uh, but, again, we'll talk about that later. We had Chris Jericho versus Pretty Peter Avalon, which Avalon got way more offense than I figured he would. So it was kind of neat. At the end of the thing, Chris Jericho wins, obviously. Uh, Then Jericho cuts a bit of a promo about how, uh, you know, he's going to beat Ricky Starks at Revolution, and he's going to keep his word that no one from the Jericho Appreciation Society will be at ring, which makes me think that somebody who's not currently a member of the Jericho Appreciation Society will come down and cost Ricky Starks the match. Um, did, did he say currently? I, I honestly don't remember. He said no member of the Jericho Appreciation Society. Okay. He didn't say currently. He said Jericho Appreciation Society, which if you're going to make that comment, that to me that screams that somebody is going to interfere that isn't a member of Jericho Appreciation Society. And it's going to be like, I kept my word. They're not part of the Jericho Appreciation Society. You know who it is. Right now. You know who it's going to be. Who? Ortiz. Huh? Ortiz. You think so? He's not part of Jericho Appreciation Society. Yeah, but Ortiz is uh, also a good guy at the moment. And is he? isn't anywhere near aligned with any of that stuff. Because Ortiz is a good guy because Eddie's a heel. Uh, Eddie's a heel? Yeah. I can never tell with Eddie. Um, But Eddie quit, and that's why I'm thinking Ortiz. Well, Eddie walked to the back later. There was a a segment later on where Eddie's in the back, and I think it was Renee asking something. He just says, I quit AEW. Peace. And walks out the back door with all of his bags. And then shows up the next night on ROH. Um, Which, for the record... Tony Khan had to come out and explicitly state this that him a, quitting yeah. AEW is storyline. Storyline, yep. Um, Christian Cage cuts a promo about how he wants to fight and, and, and he's going to beat Jack Perry at uh, Revolution. Hooray. We had Hook versus Matt, Hart, Matt Hardy for the FCW Championship. Hook wins. And the stipulation was if Hook wins... Then next week, we get Hook versus Stokely Hathaway. So, <laughs> we're going to see Hook versus Stokely. Hmm. We then had Riho versus Tony Storm. Riho wins. After Riho wins, we then get a cluster in the ring of Hater and Soraya and Ruby all fighting each other. Then we had the Casino Tag Team Battle Royal. The best friends were supposed to be in here. They weren't medically cleared. So, like, right after the match with Cat uh, with, with Big Bill, they're in the back, and Orange Cassidy and Danhausen. Danhausen goes, we're best friends. We should do it. And Cassidy's like, whatever. 
So they join and win. So the revolution match is going to be the gun, the, the gun club. So the ass boys versus the acclaimed versus triple J. Uh, so Jeff Jarrett and Jay lethal and uh, Dan Housen and orange Cassidy. Hey, Tony, we have this extra spot in this this match. Should we maybe elevate one of our other tactics? No, uh, let's put these two together. Throw Orange Cassidy and Danhausen together and stick them in the ring. Orange Cassidy and Danhausen are both super, super, super over. Let's have them do it. Um, then we had Daniel Bryan cut a promo on MJF. MJF comes out about halfway through, and Daniel uh, Daniel Bryan Brian Danielson just yells at him to shut up and listen for once in his goddamn life. Uh MJF doesn't say anything. He just stands there on the ramp while Danielson runs him down. And then MJF leaves. Mm -hmm. I thought this was really good. And that's how we go off air. Yeah. Uh, Friday night SmackDown was booked in bookend by the bloodline, but we'll talk about everything else. And we'll talk about the bloodline. We have Rhea Ripley defeating Liv Morgan via submission. Really cool note following this is there a shot of a young girl in the crowd just crying after Liv's loss. WWE actually brought her backstage to meet with Liv, and they released that video, and it's really... That's awesome. You know, it's really kind of cool that they took care of that fan like that. Uh, We have Dominic Mysterio defeating Santos Escobar, Escobar via pinfall. Dominic Mysterio hit Rey Mysterio with a cheap shot. So many Mysterios. Uh, after the match, uh, Drew McIntyre Drew McIntyre challenged Gunther to an Intercontinental title match at WrestleMania. Uh, this upset Sheamus because Sheamus wanted the match. LA Knight, New Day, and Karrion Cross all interrupted this segment, uh, leading to a brawl in which Cross came out on top. So uh, I imagine that we're going to see some sort of Battle Royal or Bracket Sister or something to determine who's going to face Gunther. Uh, Sure. L.A. Knight cut the same L.A. Knight promo that he always cuts. Uh, We have Shayna Baszler defeating Tegan Knox via submission. Um, This is following a, uh, apparently Ronda Rousey's arm is injured. Whether that's storyline or not, I'm really not sure. Uh, Gunther accused Adam Pierce of poor leadership for not yet announcing his opponent for WrestleMania. And Bobby Lashley choke slammed Uncle Howdy after Bray Wyatt's associate tried to blindside him. He didn't try to. He did blindside him. He just couldn't get the job done before Lashley got back on his feet. And then the lights went out. The lights Uncle went Howdy out disappeared. and Howdy disappeared, leaving Bobby in the ring alone. Okay. I, I like I'm I'm intrigued by a Bobby Lashley Bray Wyatt match, mm-hmm. but I'm not like excited about it yet. Also, we got to do something about Uncle Howdy and the rest of the Wyatt crew. Mm-hmm. They they need to be their own. Like we need to understand their motivations. Yep, it's time to progress that story. All right, so we started SmackDown off with Roman and the Bloodline coming down to the ring. As soon as he says, acknowledge me, Cody's music hits, and Cody comes down to the ring. 
Cody basically says, I'm not here to fight. I'm here to talk to my WrestleMania opponent. I don't think that your associates are needed. But if it makes you feel unless better you do here. And so Roman basically sends everybody to the back. And they both cut excellent promos. Talking about how Dusty said Roman had it. He never said that about Cody. Yeah, this is a very good promo. It ends with them shaking hands. Yeah, so, like legit. Like there, there was a really good. I, long... I don't know how to react to this because no, they're supposed to fight. <laughs> uh, there was a really good line that Cody in Cody's promo where he said uh, he has to basically he has to win. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, Roman's right, and what does that mean for me? Yeah, basically I'm paraphrasing there, but yeah, you know, no, it was it was a great segment. Very well done. WWE is doing a great job of continuing the bloodline storyline that they have and inserting Cody into that while keeping him mostly aloof from the Sami Zayn stuff. So. Gotcha. uh, Our final match of the night was um, Solo Sokoa defeating Sami Zayn via pinfall. After hitting the Samoan spike, uh, afterwards Jimmy and Sola started to beat down on Sammy. Sammy managed to get some space and get away mm-hmm. after hitting a haluva kick on Jimmy again. He did it twice. He hit, he hit Jimmy with a haluva kick on Monday and on Friday this week. Poor Jimmy, he <laughs> get beat down. Uh, so yeah, that was our kind of our main match of the night. There was a backstage segment between Roman and Jimmy where Roman gave Jimmy one week to bring Jay back into the bloodline or else he's not going to blame Sammy. He's going to blame Jimmy. Yep. So we'll see what happens with that. Yep. Um, We had Rampage. We had a four-way tag match. Uh, Claudio and Wheeler versus beat Aussie Open, Top Flight, and the Dark Order. We had Riho beat Emi Sakura. And Powerhouse Hobbs beat Serpentico, who Serpentico has the worst rest record in AEW. Period. <laughs> that was a little tidbit that got dropped. Uh we had a backstage segment with Mark Briscoe who he cuts a promo that cause during not on Wednesday, but on the previous Wednesday when they had the, the tag team battle Royal, he Mark Briscoe runs out and chases off Josh Woods, uh, who, which left Tony knees kind of high and dry. Right. So Briscoe's promo that he cuts in the back, he said, you know, he was having a dream and his dream was, you know, he was waiting at the curtain and he was fixing run down and him and him and his, him and Jay were going to be part of a match. And, you know, the crowd went off and he runs down. And when he got down there to the end of the ring, Jay wasn't anywhere to be seen. And he, he turned around and he yelled back to the back, Jay, where you at boy? And then he woke up and realized 
that it wasn't a dream. And then he saw Josh Woods, and he just he just saw red because of what happened before. And it led to you know he he, he was you know a good little story that, that Mark yeah. was telling there, right? And then the Lucha Brothers walk up. And next week we're going to have a three-way match of the Lucha Brothers and Mark Briscoe versus uh, Tony Nese and his faction. Uh, and then the the main event was Keith Lee and Dustin Rhodes versus Swerve Strickland and Parker Boudreaux, where uh, Keith Lee and Dustin Rhodes won. Hmm. And that was Rampage. Now, so, let's talk about, <laughs> channel my inner Cody there, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> um, let's talk about that ladder match on Wednesday night. All right. Where everybody almost died on more than one occasion. So, as a fan, mm-hmm. as just a wrestling fan, some of those spots drew a pop from from all of us sitting in this room, right? Several of those spots drew a dear God, don't you? <laughs> don't no, die. no, right. no. They they did the thing. So why did they do the thing? Like there were several spots there. I think Sammy went to power bomb action Andretti onto a ladder that was set up between a ladder and the rope. Missed, and they both kind of landed on the edge of the ladder. Mm-hmm. Ow. I think Andretti was the one who did the was, move. Yeah, it was Andretti. It, he did it. the move. I don't remember what it was. It wasn't a power bomb, but whatever yeah. it was, he, oh, man, it just. There were, there were several. There were several times that we were legitimately scared somebody was hurt. Yeah, there were, there were several splashes and moonsaults and that kind of stuff. That the way they landed looked like, all right, they're fixing to throw the X and, you know, yeah. call the match, right? The refs had to come in and hold the ladders on more than one occasion so that the moves could be done. Yes. Which, the, the ending was atrociously bad. The ladder was broken. Hobbs shoulder-checked the ladder to knock... Uh, Takeshita off, which messed up the ladder. There was another ladder laying right there. There were several, several other ladders around the ring that were still in working order. Hobbs grabs the busted up ladder, tries to set it up and climb it. He does climb it. He climbs all the way up to where he is standing on the very top step so that he can reach the ring. That the, is the, that is holding the yeah. the, you know. the 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 uh, golden hemorrhoid donut. Yeah. Um, but the way the camera was set up, you see three referees holding the ladder. Mm-hmm. Jason says, "Good on the referees for holding the ladder because that thing was about to collapse." Oh, absolutely, and that would have caused massive damage, right? But. As far as a visual from a wrestling perspective, it either says, A, the refs are in on it, or B, what was the point? Hobbs is dumb, right? Yeah. 
dude could have easily grabbed another ladder. He was he was slated to win. This is the go home spot. Everybody had taken, taken major moves. It wasn't like yeah. somebody has like just tossed over the top rope. If it would have taken twenty more seconds for him to grab the ladder, open it, and then climb up like a normal human being, fair play. Let's rock. But that's not what happened. So there you go. Yeah. Um but it makes me think about terms of all right. In AEW, mostly in AEW because WWE doesn't really do this style of wrestling. Are we getting to the point now where moves are being done that absolutely should not be done? just because they're like, oh, my God, we have to steal the show. I think we're past that point. Okay. I, I, I do. I think I think we're past that point. And I, I think we saw the results of that on Wednesday night when, you know, specifically that move between Action Andrade and uh, uh, Sammy, where Sammy landed on his head. Yeah. Andrade got hung up with one leg on the ladder that was cross, you know, crosswise. I I think we're past that point. I love and appreciate what these guys do for us as fans, putting their bodies on the line and, and trying to step up every time we get in there. Like, like we continue to see damage mm-hmm. done to these wrestlers in AEW. Yeah. Wrestlers are going to get hurt. Let's step back a step. Wrestlers will get hurt. You're doing a physical action, Mm -hmm. right? Wrestling, you know, quote, unquote, wrestling's fake. The falls aren't fake. The punches may be fake. Yeah. Wrestling is predetermined. The falls aren't fake. Wrestling Wrestling is predetermined, predetermined. but there is no way to fake picking somebody up and And slamming them on their back on on the ground. If you if you pay attention, if you watch close enough and you know what you're looking for, yeah, you see them, they slap the mat with the side of their hands, which disperses the the hit, the fall. It still hurts. Yeah. The ring it still is causes not, damage. The ring is not a trampoline, right? The ring is it's got some springs under it, but it's two by sixes covered in a thin piece of foam. Yeah. And then a piece of canvas. It still hurts to fall on that stuff go over and, and over and over again. Go watch anybody first learning to wrestle and look at their backs yeah. and their, their arms as they hit those rope, which the, is the either steel cable, yeah, it's steel cable rubber, or, you know, it could be actual rope. There's a couple yeah. of the promotions that use actual rope, but they have these giant welts mm-hmm. that build up on like, them. Like these guys get hurt, even 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 as safe as you can possibly get, right? It's why we see so many wrestlers that get addicted to pain pills, they get addicted to alcohol, that kind of stuff. They you listen to any of the older ones, heck, a lot of the newer ones, they talk about the fact that it's there to get rid of the pain, right? Because mm-hmm. um, it hurts. In WWE, yeah, we see injuries. Big E broke his neck last year. Yeah. Um, you know, you, we've seen knees blow out. We've seen 
Vince McMahon blew out both his, his <laughs> quads. Both his quads just walking to the ring. Randy Orton tore his pet completely off of uh, the bone, slapping the mat, getting ready for an RKO. Go back to WCW. You have Sid Vicious who snapped his who freaking snapped leg. His leg. Uh, WWE has injuries. Mm-hmm. They don't seem to have anywhere near as many injuries as AEW has, though. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw that down to a twofold. Okay. WWE tightly controls what the wrestlers do. Yes, very much so. And they work hard to make sure that the wrestlers are trained to do what they're doing. They got their performance center. They got all that. Yeah. And if they if a wrestler wants to try something, from my understanding, they have to demonstrate that they can do it mm-hmm. before it gets approved in the match. Yeah, and and WWE also has a huge list of banned moves. Mm-hmm. You cannot do these on television, period. Yeah. Uh, the Styles Clash was on that list for... In fact, the Styles Clash is on that list unless you are, one, AJ Styles, yeah. and two you have taken the move before in history type thing. Yeah. So, AEW doesn't seem to have that. One, they don't have a performance center, really, to to do that that extra training, mm-hmm. that extra honing. And two, they don't seem to have any moves that are just, you can't do these. No. Um, Tony, stay, I think Tony pretty much stays out of it. I mean... AEW, legit, AEW is an indie company with money mm-hmm. um, and a TV deal. Really and truly. I mean, if, if we get into it, I like AEW. I don't like their booking decisions from time to time. I don't like some of this kind of stuff from time to time. But I, I feel like do it, not. <laughs> that's <laughs> over. It is. <laughs> if this were last week, I would make a statement. Right. But but I said that, you know. <laughs> um, But if... We here at Whiskey and Wrestling have banned Michael from <laughs> the. Uh, that's on our banned list. Uh, but it just seems like AEW, these guys, and I don't know what it is, right? I don't know if it's. Well, I mean, I guess maybe I do. It feels like it's a mix of they. I have to prove myself, you know, because let's be real, WWE is the juggernaut. Right, WWE is the major leagues. It is the the pinnacle, the be all end all. The since I was three years old, I wanted to wrestle on WWE. You know that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um. So are they? I guess they're trying to prove themselves. They're trying to show that they can be the the flippy floppy uh, high flyers is just as entertaining and draws just as much and can make just as much money as the the big meaty men slapping meat. Um, Part of it, in my opinion, part of it is that Tony is so focused on crowd reaction that if you're not performing these wild stunts, you're not getting the crowd pop. You're not getting story. They got. They only have you, three hours of TV on on TV. Yeah, so. but you, you're not you're not getting story, and and we've seen that where, you know, we have these these wrestlers that they start to get some momentum, and then you know, for whatever reason, whether it's Tony booking them 
that way or the crowd just moves on to the next big thing, they lose that pop. They lose their TV time. And as a whole, AEW does not have the story booking that WWE has. Not even slightly. You know. Like it ain't even close. Yeah, it, it, it really isn't, you know. Like the, the WWE, Triple H has been building towards mania since he took over last year. He He sat down. I guarantee you that Triple H sat down. And said, okay, this is a rough outline of what I want to see at Mania. How do I get there? And he started building towards that. And yeah, there's been some changes here or there as people have said, no, I'm not going to wrestle this person. Or, you know, the Sami Zayn storyline really took off. Mm-hmm. So we, we start penciling in new things. But he has a story. He has a, a vision of what he wants to see happen. It really feels like to me... That Tony sits down and says, okay, what do I want to see this week? Which of my action figures do I want to play with this week? Which one is he throwing off the top bunk? Yep. Um, and you're, I think you're right. You know, talking about story, one of the better stories that AEW has told since its inception was Hangman. You know, his his depression, his lack of self, self-worth, self uh, pushing away all of his friends. You know, could he get the big one constantly failing? You know, that kind of stuff. That's the I think that's the best story, really, that AEW has told. I thought the MJF CM Punk story was pretty good, mm. you know. But overall, the rest of their stories are okay, but they're nothing special. Compare that hangman story to Roman's story right now. It's not even close. Yeah. I'm sorry. I liked the hangman story, and I've shit on the, the Roman Reigns story a few times, the bloodline story. The bloodline story is a lot better than that hangman story was. Mm-hmm. And I may we may get some uh some hate <laughs> from the from the IWC about that, but the bloodline story has been has had more nuance. It has been more compelling as a whole yeah. than any of the stuff that was with Hangman. Absolutely. I really, sad. I enjoyed the Hangman story. I did too. I liked it a lot. But, you know, and we're not to say that every, yeah, not, every WWE storyline is good or is oh, compelling. There, there are absolutely some bad ones. Because there are some awful ones. And, and Bray Wyatt being one. Yeah. I'm, I'm just... I, I don't know. It's there's too it's too slow. Yes. The Bray Wyatt thing is too slow. We were fired up when Bray came back. Yeah. His music, his entrance music is great. The Uncle Howdy thing when Howdy came out and attacked him that first time. Yeah. What's going I'm on, on board. here? What's happening? But now it is fizzled. Mm-hmm. And Bray's not doing enough to keep me engaged in it. I'm still a fan of Bray because oh, for sure. he's fascinating. His his character is fascinating. But I don't care what he's doing right now. Yep. Advance the story a little bit and bring me draw me back in. Explain exactly. what's happening. Who are these people that are the funhouse critters that are Uncle Howdy? Yep. Are they 
just other figments of his imagination? Mm-hmm. Or are they a stable that he's built? Right. Because I don't know. Uh, the Dominic Mysterio, Rey Mysterio storyline mm-hmm. is somewhat compelling. It is taking too long. It yep. is taking too long. And you lost me when you had Dominic showing up at Ray's house. Yeah. Over and over again. Yep. And beating Ray in his own house in front of his mother and his sister. Mm-hmm. No. 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 Um I it it would be super compelling. It would be amazingly compelling to me. You have Dominic show up at Ray's house to start beating up Ray. And Dom's mom gets in Ray's face. And Ray turns, or not Ray, uh, Dominic's mom gets in Dom's face. And you see, like, he's scared of his mom. He's not scared of his dad. His dad wasn't there. Right. But he's scared of his mom. Like, and I'm not saying that Ray's a bad father, that he wasn't there for his son. That was just, you know. wrestling. My storyline, you know. That would be like, oh, oh, what we got here? Mm-hmm. Ray came out, got right in Dom's face. Dominic told him to punch him. Ray wouldn't do it. And then Dominic walked away. Ray bent down to pick up a mask. And Dom beat him down. Mm-hmm. Every single time that happens... We're four weeks away from Mania. Yeah. Three weeks now. Three, you know. We got to progress the storyline. I mean, look. Ray's got Ray, to snap. Yeah, he's got to. I mean, maybe it's the fact that I was raised in the South, right? Mm-hmm. But I think just about every Southern boy goes through that, that point in the 15, 16, 17-year-old range where I can take my dad. My dad's comment was always, when you feel like you can, come on. <laughs> but if you do, you know, that's yeah. that's on you what happens, right? Yeah. Like I, my well, dad and I never fought. We we you know like yeah, me and my scold, dad never did me. either, but it was there was always that, you know, sometimes we would get into like a, a heated argument and you know, my brain I would go beat up this old man but that that comment always came back that if you think you can come on yeah. you know um you know there's got to be something like you that know, with you, this because ray look, has just been ray has just been the the weakest just ugh, character yeah for a while I, in all this yeah it, it just it's it's time for Ray to snap. Mm-hmm. Now, we are not advocating no, abuse not, not on all, your children and how you raise them. Yeah, not at all. This is wrestling. This is what they do. They get into rings and they, they hash it out. Mm-hmm. They fight. It's time for Ray to step up. Mm-hmm. I really and, needed... And you could even do it in a positive way, right? You can have Ray finally telling Dominic, you know what? I've I've kept from doing this. I promised your mom I wouldn't fight you. I 
promised your sister I wouldn't fight you. You've, you've turned our lives into hell for the past several months. Yeah. And, and if you want to, bring it to the, I need to do something I should have done 20 years ago. Right? Or I don't think Dom's that old, but you know, I, I something I should have done ten years ago, or, or whatever. Even I need you this. I, I need to do something that I should have done six months ago. I should have done six months. Like ago. you don't have to. You don't have to ago. take it beyond this story. You yeah. really don't. But he's got to step up because you we know me, we're getting them. Yeah, you and me are gonna fight at Mania in a no holds barred match or something like that. Add something and to it. Leave mommy in the back. Yeah. Because this is between you. This is between you and, and me. me. Do a street fight, a a backyard brawl, or whatever you want to do here, right? Uh, prison yard riot. <laughs> yeah, a prison yard go. riot match. Um, I no, I'm serious. Or, like I, I'm or serious. Have, it's a street fight. It, yeah. it, you know, or it's it's a whatever. Well, but it's a prison yard riot match because you know Tom's been to prison. Uh, you know, and then you but you have have mommy come out right. And then mom jumps the rail and chases Rhea off, right? Yeah. You could have something like that even to where they don't necessarily get involved, but mom comes at Rhea with the chunkla, <laughs> you know, <laughs> with the sandal. Or, right. You know. <laughs> so you have the match between Ray and Dom. And, and really at the storyline at this point, Ray probably should win. Ray has to win, but the storyline that they have told Ray has to win, even though Dom need should needs the win to you know be the thing. Mm-hmm. The Ray has line, to win. Ray has to win on the storyline. Ray has to win on the storyline, and then you put Ray and Dom into a storyline to build, say at uh, SummerSlam, mm-hmm. where Dom's like, you know, I lost myself, but now I need to beat you for me. Yeah, you can I need to like beat that. you to start my own legacy. Yeah, and you you spin Dom well, out of Judgment you, Day. You could have it. Ray beats Dominic at Mania, and that's it. Becomes that almost. I learned it by watching you, Dad. Type <laughs> moment where Ray, you, you kind of give part of the blame to Ray on the fact of you know he didn't realize that. Dominic was in his shadow this whole time. Yeah. Dominic never said anything. So this joining judgment day was him quote unquote acting out. Uh, and it becomes that story. You know, you never trusted me. You never listened to me. It was always the way the legendary Ray Mysterio wanted to do it. And I was just his son, Dominic, that was along with him, which Finn and priest are letting me be me, you know. Well, in in, in my opinion, is Judgment Day needs to die at WrestleMania. I, I feel that. Right? Uh, so you're, we're having Finn versus Edge at Mania. We're having Finn versus Edge at Mania. We're having Rhea versus Charlotte, which yeah. I hope Rhea wins. Yeah, I hope Rhea wins. That will split Rhea to SmackDown. Uh, you can have Edge finally finish off Finn and be done with it. And Judgment Day can go away. Yeah, Judgment Day, as as good as they have been, and and let's face it, they've been pretty they've good been over pretty the last good. couple months. But the faction is done. Where where do you go from here? 
There's not a whole lot you can there, do. There's not a whole lot you can do outside. And you have these, you have all of these stories that involve the different members, except for priests, that aren't really cohesive to Judgment Day as a whole. Yeah. I mean, you have Dom and Ray in that story. You have Finn and Edge kind of going with that story. Priest doesn't really have anything going on. You have Rhea and Charlotte, you know, setting up for their Mania matches. It doesn't really have Which, anything tied in. Speaking of, where was Charlotte? Where was Charlotte Friday? She wasn't on the show, unless I missed it. She wasn't. And, and you know, I'll be honest, I didn't watch the whole show, but I had it playing as I was driving up here so I could listen to it at least. Mm-hmm. Where was Charlotte? Because when Ray came out and Dom started attacking Ray, you have Dom and Rhea attacking Ray. Mm-hmm. That's a perfect opportunity for Charlotte to come out and start attacking Rhea. Yeah, and... Let's not forget, we still got a couple of weeks to, till Mania, right? Mm-hmm. That would have given us another match. We could have had Rey Mysterio and Charlotte Flair versus Dominic Mysterio and Rhea as a a, uh, a tag team bout match between now and then. You know, the fact that, yeah, Charlotte and Rey aren't really in the same ballpark, but it becomes one of those, like, it looks like you have a problem that I have a problem with as well. You don't even have to go that route. You Shake just have hands, Adam. Let's team up. You just have Adam Pierce. Well, it looks like we got something going on here. So get we're a referee. See, you know? Yeah, you, you just have that set up. You could do that. This whole Dominic storyline has kind of gone on too long. Yes, by far, it's gone on for almost a year. And look. It's time for it to end. Mm-hmm. or progress. And it's the same thing like I was saying with the Bray Wyatt. Either end it or progress it. There is no more progression here. This storyline needs to end. I thought originally the concept was going to be with with Ray moving to SmackDown and Dominic staying on Raw. Like, I was under the impression that this was, this was how they're moving those two apart from each other. Mm-hmm. Dominic is no longer Ray's kid like he's been portrayed since he came up. So we could actually see Dominic Mysterio as a wrestler, not just as, oh, that's Ray's son. He's wrestling now. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And then they um, they they were apart, what, two months? And they immediately threw them right back together on different shows even, but they're thrown right back together. Yeah. It's doing no one any favors. It makes me not want to see Ray Mysterio on my TV, and I love Ray Mysterio. Like... You and, have to try. Like, this is not something that you do by accident, make people yeah. not want to watch Ray. Right. You have to actually try to make people not want to watch Ray. It's making me not like Ray, and it's not doing anything for me for building Dom. Is the 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 prison Dominic funny? Sure. It's very funny. Is I really, a, I really need him to mouth off to MVP about prison. Like, right. I just, I need that. <laughs> please. I need that to happen. Hunter, Hunter, yeah. please, for the love of God, please. But it's a, it's, it's a comedy gimmick. It is. And yeah, I like comedy wrestlers. Love Danhausen. love Orange Cassidy. But at the end of the day, if you're trying to get me to buy into Dominic Mysterio, 
I don't need a comedy gimmick to be this. He came mm-hmm. out of, oh, he's Ray's son and has absolutely no personality to he's a he's an ex con, but it's like a joke because he's only he was in prison for like two hours. He was in a holding cell he for was like in the county two jail hours. You know, I've been on the inside, you know, that kind of stuff. Is it funny? Yeah. It's just not going to be anything, though. It's not something that anybody can sink their teeth into for any length of time. So, Revolutions tonight. You want to make predictions? We can. We got a couple minutes left. All right. Let's see. So, we got um, Mark Briscoe and the Lucha Brothers versus Aria Davari in the Varsity Athletics pre-show. I thought that was going to be on Rampage. Uh, no, it's pre-show. It's, it's Lucha Brothers and, and Briscoe. Absolutely. Uh, Blackpool Combat Club versus the Dark Order. Blackpool Combat Club. Yeah. AEW World Championship 60-minute Ironman match, MJF versus Brian Danielson. I hate that I'm going to say this. It's going to be MJF. It's going to be MJF. I'm really Every- hoping... Really hoping that it's Danielson. Every fiber of my being wants it to be Danielson. But Tony has this this unnatural obsession with this whole, oh, we can continue to play this game where MJF is going to leave and go to WWE, and that's going to put butts in seats. Um, (laughs) I see what you did there. I don't like it. I don't like MJF. There, I said it. Is, is this supposed to be a surprise? Because we've been stating over and over again that we, we don't like MJF. Yeah, uh, but we're like the only two people on the internet that don't. Uh, yeah, that's maybe, true. Maybe Jay. I don't think Jay likes him, and I don't think Brady does either. But for the most, like like if that's the case, the, the five to six people that generally sit in this room on Wednesday nights and watch wrestling, uh, we're the only people in wrestling that don't like MJF. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Texas death match. John Moxley versus hangman. Adam page. Hangman. Hangman. I think it's, it needs to be hangman. Uh, we have the AEW women's world championship three way, not three way match three way. That's how it's listed right. on here. Uh, Jamie hater versus Soraya versus Ruby. So nobody wins this match. You're right. I have a feeling you're either going to Jamie, either Jamie's going to walk out with it or Ruby's taking it. Uh, Soraya is not getting this belt. She can't wrestle enough, right, to hold um, the belt. She can't unless I, something has changed in in her approval status. Mm-hmm. She can't do it. Yeah, I would like to see. I want to see. I would like to see Jamie keep it just because I would like to see her continue to develop. I have no. Faith, I guess is a good word to use there, that that will happen. And remember, we have these three matches. We have these three in the match, but you're going to have Tony Storm and you're going to have Britt Baker at ringside. They're going to be out there. Yeah, absolutely. And it's... The only thing I see out of this that Tony Tony Khan probably would think is, oh, that's going to be a good story, ha-ha, is if... Ruby is 
going to team up with Jamie to beat up Soraya. And then Ruby swerves Jamie mm-hmm. and gets the win and then hugs Soraya. And Tony gets in the ring. And Tony and Soraya and Ruby all do the whole loser thing. And it was all a ruse. Ruby's on their team because she's ex-fed. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, I think you had it right at the beginning. Yeah, nobody, nobody wins, wins this match. The AEW World Trios Championships: the Elite, Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, versus the House of Black, Malachi Black, Buddy Matthews, and Brody King. I feel like the Elite probably retain. They just got the belts back recently. Yeah, I would love to see House of Black win here. Um, I think House of Black would be a more compelling win. Yeah, it would be more compelling, but I feel like the Elite's probably going to retain. The Elite's probably going to retain. Uh, and if you look at the wrestle math, uh-huh. it's it's obviously the Elite. Yeah, because the House of Black has the belts right now. They, they, they beat them up on the top of the ramp and took them and then cut yeah. that, that weird promo in, in Aleister Black's <laughs> dark room. Uh, so He likes dark rooms. He carried it with him. <laughs> so... He just packed it up in the suitcase when he left yep. WWE. Set it up in the back at AEW. We have the TNT Championship. Samoa Joe versus Wardlow. 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 Yeah. Yeah, Wardlow's got to win that one. And Joe has the ROH title. Exactly. What is it? ROH TV ROH title? TV. Yeah. Uh, Wardlow wins here. Wardlow wins. The AEW World Tag Team Championship four-way. The Guns versus nope. the Acclaimed versus Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal versus Orange Cassidy and Danhausen. I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to say nobody wins this match. Nobody wins this match either. Um, of those four, Orange Cassidy and Danhausen winning would be really cool. Uh, just to put more belts in, in uh, Orange Cassidy's Jansport. Yeah. And then you could have the thing where he comes out for an All-Atlantic, and he, they pull the belt down. And he's like, no, that's not it. And he lays that one down, and then he pulls out Danhausen's title, and he's like, no, that's not it either. Uh, here we go. <laughs> you know. Yeah. That could be funny. It could add to that character. For a little while. The guns, as much as I hate that they have the belt, they should not have them. But they just got them. And one thing I I will say, with the exception of the TNT title, AEW doesn't really do hot potato belts. So this is either going to be the guns retaining or the acclaimed retaking. That's how I figure it's going to happen. It's going one of those ways. Now, semi-compelling storyline. Notice I said semi-compelling. Yeah. It's not all that compelling. The acclaimed are on their way to win. And daddy ass, daddy so. ass turns and costs them the match so that the guns win. I uh, see something like that. I, I, I could see it. I could see it more. Maybe not. Maybe not that way. Maybe. Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal are about to win. Daddy ass then like flips over the the stack or whatever it is, which let the gun club retain because they've now earned his respect or however you want to put that yeah. in there. And then, you know, you have the, it called into question with the acclaimed on whether are you still with us? Or are you with them now? Or, or how's this going to go? My response to that is Tony Khan's not, not that good of a storyteller. Yeah. 
Chris Jericho, Ricky Starks. Starks. It's got to be Starks. Well, it's got to be Starks, but Jericho's going to win because somebody not in Jericho Appreciation Society is going to get involved. Eh. That's the way I see it. I'm going to say Starks. I, I really want Starks to win here, but I have a feeling that's not going to happen. No holds barred. Christian Cage versus Jungle Boy Jungle Jack Boy. Perry. Jungle Boy has to win. It's got to be Jungle Boy. Do we see, and I have no idea. Do we see Luchasaurus? I was going to say, do we see Luchasaurus? I don't Maybe. know if he's injured or not. I don't either. Uh, but do we see Luchasaurus? But uh, Jungle Boy's got to win this one. Like, there's no, there's no choice there, really. Yeah. So... There is your card for Revolution. There is one other thing that I want to talk about. Uh, some news came out from Ciampa the other night. Mm-hmm. Actually, yesterday, I think. He did a tweet or an Instagram story or whatever. He's completed his uh, stem cell therapy. Heck yeah. And uh, he had a just a, a ton of of stuff done to him with the stem cells. Let me see if I can find that. Uh, let's see. So 130 million stem cells, 100 uh, via IV, 190 million stem cells via uh, inter- intra-articular, so the ankles, knees, hips, and shoulders, 40 million cells via intradiscal, so the spine, um, 360 million cells in total. Wow. So, hopefully he comes out of this and he's in much better shape than, than you know, what he has been. I saw somebody comment on that with the, uh, the family guideline of, uh, you know, Peter goes in after suffering a stroke, gets some stem cell therapy, and walks out five minutes later completely healed. And why are we not funding this? Right. Uh, the South Park we, episode where Christopher Reeves was. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've seen some incredible advances in stem cell therapy. Uh, you know, they they helped us bring back Edge. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've had several other guys that have said that they've, had the treatment and that it's, it's been very effective. I get people's hesitation with it. I don't. To some extent. I don't. To some extent. (laughs) Uh, We're not a political podcast, so we're not going to go down there, but it's a wave of the future. Mm -hmm. And, and so hopefully we get to see Tommaso back real soon. Here's hoping. I guess with all that said, we should probably thank, Cameron and Greg. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Cameron. Thank you, Greg. For letting us use this recording space. Yes. uh, At McNarb Gaming. Here in Gautier, Mississippi. Yeah, where if you happen to need something nerdy. Like a board game? Like a board game or a card game. Tabletop RPG. Tabletop RPG books. A dice or paint or a bunch of stuff like that. Some, Some mats to play on. Mats to play on. Do they sell card sleeves for the card games? They sell card sleeves for card sleeves. Ah, right? Wow, yeah. Um, You know, come in here, grab some of that nerd stuff. Mm -hmm. We we spend a a lot of money on the nerd stuff ourselves. (laughs) We do. Um, Too much. Do that. Make yourself happy. Mm -hmm. Get something fun. Yeah. You know, the world sucks. Get something fun. And because the world sucks, head on over to Big Dog Liquor. 
where you can get some alcohol. Where you won't care about the world. <laughs> so that you don't care. And he has discounts. He does. And he has military discounts. Yes. And he has old people discounts. Yes. I, I, you know, and old people, I'm saying that jokingly <laughs> and lovingly because I'm quickly approaching to be one of you. Um, <laughs> and just like on Dragon Ball Z, another nerdy thing. Yeah. On Wednesdays, those two discounts do the fusion dance mm-hmm. and become one big discount. There you go. Ah, they stack on top of each other. I see what you did there. <laughs> so, yeah. Check out Big Dog Liquor. He's got a great selection down there of anything that you guys might want. Do you like wine? He sells wine. He'll give you a discount by the case if you buy by the case. If you, he doesn't have what you're looking for, he he will do his best to order it and get it in. Uh, now, Mississippi is a dumb state, and, and so it's a little harder for him, but he's going to do everything in his power to get that to you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And now that you're done listening to us, Give a listen to our friends over at Travelers on the Omnibus. You've heard several of them on here on more than one occasion. They're a field trip through nerd and pop culture, and they talk about all sorts of stuff. I think they they talked about the uh, Amber Chronicles. That'll be coming out this week, I think. Yeah. I don't spoilers. know. Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I, I'm really not not sad or upset at all that I spoiled <laughs> your show, guys. I, I you I, you know. Uh, but yeah, they they do top five lists. They do, you know, they'll listen to an album and talk about the album on the show. So give them a listen. You will not be disappointed. Exactly. Uh, and then one of the guys on that show, Jody, has his own podcast where he talks about his relationship with horror named Fearology. Uh, horror movies, horror shows. Uh, he even does some experimental music that he puts on there. So give that a listen. And then, I guess finally, last but not least, mm-hmm. if movies are your bag, yep, give a listen to our buddies at Silence Your Cell Phones. Uh, Absolutely. And Kevin. They just talk about movies, bingeable TV shows. They're on YouTube, I think on Wednesdays. Maybe it's Thursdays. It's one of those days yeah. Um, where they do their live recording, and then you can listen to the podcast later. So plenty of stuff out there for your ear holes uh, to get you past more boring weeks of wrestling until mania's over because let's be real that's what's going to happen yeah i guess with all that said we're going to get ready for revolution you guys have a great week cheers, cheers.